What is up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 7 of the In The Zone podcast. I'm your co-host, Jagger. Today, Teddy's away in Chicago. I got a new co-host for the episode, Zach Artem, one of the best players the BWBL has ever seen. What's up? What's going on, man? How you doing today? So today, we're just going to go over some surprising players so far, recap week 3, and some week 4 predictions. Cue the intro. Hey, Teddy. So uh, we're going to talk about the week three takeaways uh, from the games this past weekend. Uh, first series was Kings in the North versus Roadkill. Um, that series came up to be a split. Roadkill taking the first game, Kings in the North taking the second game. To me, uh, no surprise here. I watched some of the video that was going on. Um, both teams looked great uh, pitching was stacked on both sides. Um, Teddy seems like an actual ace, and it seems like Roadkill can keep up with uh, pretty much any team in the league. Uh, Kings of the North is a contender. Uh, I see this as being a possible uh, future playoff spot, and uh, that might determine what's gonna, uh, who's going to go into the championship. Yeah, definitely. They're definitely up there with you guys and false idols. The top three teams, anything could happen between all of them. Absolutely. Don't count yourself out either. I mean, you guys are you guys are rolling. Yeah, that'd be great. Moving on, we had bases loaded versus the Owls. These teams matched up in week one, and uh, bases loaded took both games in week one. And that's what happened here. I didn't really expect this. Jenkins Owls is a team that we don't really know much about when people don't show up for them. Huge roster, but they only seem to have five every week. Game one, it was just a slugfest. Like, um... Week one when they matched up, a lot of a lot of hits, not much pitching by both sides there. It was Kenny versus AJ, I think, and I heard there was a lot of errors. These two teams definitely can't really keep up with the front teams, but if they get pitching, these teams are both capable of hitting, and we've seen that so far. Oh, there, there's no doubt. I mean, they put up runs. Uh, both teams seem like they could score. It's just a matter of... Uh, and they face good pitching and score because, you know, they played each other two times out of the first three weeks, and obviously without the pitching on either side, they're going to put up runs. So who knows what um, what they're going to come up with when they face good teams. Definitely. And then moving on to the last series of the day here, which I think was a very good series. Game one, it was Augie versus Nick on the mound. Started off, I was watching the video a little bit, 6-1 at one point in the second inning. I was thinking, okay, maybe Scared Hitless could bounce back, get a split against a really good team here. But then the third inning, you guys turned it up. You had a home run. Uh, Jimmy Hawley had a home run. Uh, Augie was great as usual, getting hitter of the week. You guys turned it up there, and you didn't really look back. Augie, you know, started off a little slow, but it seemed like he just eased in, had another good game on the mound which we'll be talking about later. And then uh, game two, you came back. When I saw you in the video, I was like, oh, man, they're, they're done for. And that's what, exactly what happened. Uh, I think they only had one hit off you. Uh, they got uh, two hits off me and one walk. Um, and then it was only four innings. Uh, we 10 run them in four. Uh, but it did feel good to be back out there and, and throwing some gas and you know coming back and actually having fun. Yeah, man, you look good. That knuckleball. I saw that video. That was gross. Yeah, man. Thank you. 
So yeah, ten nothing and twelve to six. Scared Hitler starting off one and five. What do you think about that? That's surprising. I mean, really, they only lost Brigido and Sinti from last year, I believe. I don't think they lost anybody else. And then they added Gerald. Um, I thought Gerald would help them out more, uh, but it seems like they're having trouble hitting. Um, I think coming into week three, they only had eight hits on the entire yeah, season. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I think they only scored up to four runs. So that's not going to get them any wins. And, and normally Nick is pretty solid on the mound, but I don't know if he's struggling with something or fighting something, but um, those guys will have to make a change. I know you mentioned that on last week's podcast. Uh, they're going to have to make a change to see if they want to contend. Yeah, what scared Hitler, though, you can never count them out. In 2020, they were like 9-11, and 11, made a championship run. These guys find yeah. ways to win. So you never really count yeah. them out. The, those guys have fun, and they have heart. Uh, they could be up 20-1, to 1, or they could be down 20-1, to 1, and they're still having fun, and they're still battling. Uh, you, like you said, you can't count them out for any reason. Definitely. All right, moving on here. Next segment, we got some surprising players so far. Some players who may have not had the same rhythm that they're having uh, this year, last year. So, what do you think, Artem? Oh, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, Teddy Cross has been pitching phenomenal. Um, just looking at his stats, he's got 18 and two-thirds innings this year, uh, two and one record, a point eight ERA. Um, in a slow, slower pitch league, um, to see what he's been putting together has been awesome. Uh, throwing 48 strikeouts in there, too. I mean, he's averaging, you know, over two strikeouts per inning, um, plus going against a couple good teams that he's pitched well against. Um, the kid's throwing great. That's pretty much all I got to say about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, seeing him improve from last year to this year is awesome. Obviously, me and him are great friends. We can't be here today. But, man, he's on pace to break the strikeout record. So that's, that's cool to watch out for. Absolutely. If he keeps it up, he'll, he'll get there and, uh, and uh, he'll have his name up top. So he's doing good. Yeah, next up here I have another pitcher who's really improved from last year. We all know he could hit, but pitching wasn't, you know, one of the things that uh, categorized him. But Augie George here, last year he had an 11.33 average, only 23 strikeouts. He only started three games pitching last year, but this year already Augie, in 13 innings pitched, he's a 3.46 ERA in 32 Ks, and he's three and zero. And these teams that he's played aren't awful teams. He beat five seven zero. Okay, yeah, sure. Then you got Scared Hitless, runner-up champion, and then you got False Idols, the defending champions. That's unbelievable. Absolutely, yeah. He's he's come a long way um, just from seeing him this past weekend um he's got a lot of movement on his pitches and what i noticed about him is he just doesn't quit you know he's uh he's really looking good this year yeah he's resilient man like starting off down six to one he he didn't change anything he just continued doing his thing he threw strikes and he bounced right back absolutely uh next on the list um mike Sinti. um everybody knows that since he's been a pitcher for a couple years uh, with scared hitless this year he's on false idols um with with Cinti, i feel like you get the good and the bad with him um if you look at his stats from this year uh the week before week two he threw a no hitter um against scared hitless which was really good um struck everybody out 
um, and shut them down, which uh, there's they're, they're struggling a little bit, little bit hitting this year, but they're still a good hitting team. Uh, but then uh, week one, when they played uh, five locos, he gave up nine runs and didn't record an out. So you never know which Cincy you're going to get. Uh, I feel like you get the good more so than the bad, but um, we'll see which one shows up the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely proven. It's all about consistency with him. Absolutely. All right, next up on my list here, we got Nick Pugh, who's pitching a 6.43 ERA, gave up 29 hits, and is 1-2, and two, which is probably the most surprising to me, considering they were 15-5 and five last year, all because of him. Nick's proven. Nick led that championship team uh, that was 9-11, an underdog story, a true Cinderella. Uh, and then he started off this year great. He shut us down. He had like 18 sh- uh, strikeouts. Unbelievable. In these last two weeks, have been a little, little shaky. I think Nick could bounce back. What do you think? He he's been off. Um, but knowing how Nick is and and how he cares about his crafts, I think he's going to come back. Uh, with the remaining part of the season and and, and do well. That 6.43 RA is going to be a thing of the past. And he's going to come back, win a bunch of games, keep that team in contention. And uh, I think I think he'll he'll make them a playoff team. Uh, with a possible playoff run in the future. Yeah, and they're really relying on him a lot here because their number two pitchers haven't been the best. Gerald has a has, has a slow start with a 17 ERA. Josh with a 10 ERA. And he needs run support. The team isn't getting runs, and that kind of... I mean, if I'm a pitcher, that would affect me too, knowing that my team can't get runs. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you 100%. You know, I know when I throw, like... I always tell my guys, hey, give me one run, give me two runs. But sometimes it's nice to get like five or six so you have a little bit of a cushion, you know? Yeah. Um, last on the list for most surprising this year, Mike White. Um, he came back after a couple years off, and right now he's batting 586 with one home run, 16 RBIs. And one of the most surprising things is, Against Kings of the North, uh, he batted a thousand against Fichilo and Dotsel. Uh That alone is a pretty good stat to have. Uh, so if he keeps it up, he's going to pile on the RBIs and the hits. And uh, in true Mike White fashion, you know he's pretty lackadaisical on things, but he always seems to find a way to uh, bring it together and do a good job. This past week, we actually saw him on the mound. He has the lowest ERA on his team, which I don't know if that'll stand, but it's kind of funny to see there. <laughs> Probably not. All right, moving on to the next segment here. We got a new segment called Past and Present that Artem will take full charge of. So let's see it. I got, I got this, buddy. So basically, um, just looking at different things uh, going on in the season, uh, specifically with offense for this segment, and looking back on a team uh, in 2016 that I was a part of, the Jaeger Bombers. Uh, they hit 613, 76 home runs, 265 runs scored in 20 games for an average of 13.25 runs per game. Comparing that with some of the teams this year, uh, five locos right now hit 529 with 70 ro- 71 runs scored, and that's almost 12 runs per game, uh, which is up there with Kings of the North. Uh, they've hit 460, 73 runs, and 12.16 runs scored per game. Now, those two teams I could see scoring a lot of runs uh, because they have the offensive firepower, but the one that threw me for a loop was currently bases loaded. Uh, they are hitting 500 on the season with 72 runs scored. That's an average of 12 runs per game. Now, it's just a matter of if they can keep that 
going throughout the season. If they could pile on a bunch of runs, they could make up for their lack of pitching, and they could surprise a lot of people with some wins. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Kings of the North and Five Locos, we know how they could hit off of last year. And Five Locos, man, they just seem to be getting better. Last year, they had their group of five guys. This year, they added you and Mikey, which is just even more amazing hitting. They could definitely like be up there with the Jaeger Bombers for those stats. Absolutely. I agree 100%. So it's just a matter of how much you can hit and how much you can keep it going. And, uh, you know, obviously those totals will come down once everybody seems to face each other. Um, you face better pitching and then you have a bad day at the plate. But uh, right now I thought those stats were pretty cool, especially with bases loaded, keeping up on the runs per game with a powerhouse like the 2016 Jaeger Bombers. Yeah, bases loaded, that's interesting to me. They play you guys twice and they're going to play scared hitless twice because the division they're a part of. So I'm interested to see how their stats will adjust there. But Mike White, he's already been proven to be able to like hit against two of the top pitchers in the league so and fickle he's been around for a while so he could probably he probably knows everybody you know all the pitches sickle sickle somehow always seems to get plastic on plastic i've noticed like his swing seems so out there sometimes but he always tends to hit good people and same thing with mike white um you know he's swinging one-handed the flappy style uh but then next thing you know he hits a home run and it's like well how did he do that so he'll they'll, they'll definitely be needed to try and keep that up and keep it going throughout the year yeah moving on here we got the week four games all these games seem a little lopsided, but you never know with BWBL. Starting off here, we've got bases loaded and the five locos. Five locos being one of the best teams in the league, hitting and pitching, especially with you know, Artem showing up now. Bases loaded, they don't really have much pitching. We know they can hit, we just talked about that. But I see a five loco sweep here. I actually don't see any scenario where bases loaded even wins the game. I think both of these games will be run ruled. And the stats of the five locos will all skyrocket, making them even closer to the Jaeger Bombers. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I don't, I don't see uh, bases loaded winning. Um, I think locos, like you said, will, will 10 run them. And um, their pitching is just better than bases loaded, um, you know, to keep that uh, those games even closer. Yeah, definitely. And then moving on, we got... False idols in the five seven zero. What do you think about that one? That one could be interesting. Um, I, I, you know, my head tells me that it's going to be a false idol sweep, but um, I think if they were to get the right matchup, uh, there's a possibility of a split, especially with Julian coming back. It depends on how fired up he is and how uh, good he would throw. Um, I'm going to go with a split on that one. Yeah, I actually agree. I think if it's Cinti versus Julian, it could be a. Re- Julian's improved so much. He was a catalyst for that scared hitless run in 2020. But man, the improvement he's made, his screwball's fast. He has a good mix, and he's a great hitter, and he brings energy. So, 5 7 they had a close game against the Locos. Dewar obviously wasn't that sharp, but you never know. I think. Cinti, you know, isn't as sharp as he was last week. I think he was fired up last week. He was playing scared Hillis, his old team. Just, I don't know. I think yeah. Julian could get in his head here. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. I mean, I think um, Brett is just going to do what Brett does. Um, there, there's no stopping him. He's just a great pitcher. Um, they'll put up runs for him, but it's just a matter of that other one. If they can get the matchup and get Julian versus Cinti, like you just said, um, 
there's a possibility of it. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with a split on that and see what happens. Yeah. All right. So last matchup here, six thirty and seven thirty. Got scared Hitless and Jenkins Owls. I think scared Hitless will get their momentum back with this game. Jenkins Owls. Don't get me wrong. You know they bring energy. They always show up. AJ. AJ's a solid guy, but I don't know. Their pitching just isn't there. And Scared Hitless, even though their pitching has been iffy so far this year, it's far better than the Owls, and I see a sweep there. What do you think? Oh, I agree with you. Uh, I think Hitless gets their groove back, at least to at least for now. Um, like you just mentioned, the Owls pitching isn't there. They have a lot to learn when it comes to that. Um, and then Hitless is just too well-rounded for them. They're going to sweep them, and uh, I don't think it'll be close. Yeah, definitely. And Scared Hitless here, their schedule is starting to get easier. They had a rough schedule to start off here, but now they got, you know, the Owls, and then they got the 5-7-0. So they can get some wins under their belt there and then become 500 again. No, absolutely. I agree with you. All right, moving on. We got our special guest coming on the episode. We got Augie George. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on? So, man, you got to be thrilled at your 5-1 and one record through three weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, everybody's been playing extremely well, especially after week one. You know, week one was a tough matchup with the ending chance of false idols. And and being able to split that, I think, gave us a good boost of confidence to carry on for the, the remainder of the first half. Yeah, man. Um, also, your pitching, man. Did you really work on it in the offseason, man? Because you've been balling this year. No, I... I didn't work on anything. I kind of just showed up for the charity tournament, and Kotzko threw me one game, and everything felt good. So I just I've kept it rolling. Yeah, you didn't play any good teams. You had false idols. You had scared headless. Like those aren't bad teams that you've been striking out. Yeah, yeah. I I, I have no idea. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've just been kind of rolling with it, and you know everybody's been backing me up in the field too so that, that that helps a lot too with the confidence moving on here Artem has your player that you gotta guess here and he'll redo his stats okay. don't give him don't give him the pitching yet alright so I'll give you as good, a, as good as I can um, obviously it's a player from last year um, he had a 547 average in 13 games 7 home runs and 36 RBIs so it was a player that didn't play every game last season, but he was on a, on a good team that made it to the playoffs. You said seven home runs? Uh, yeah, seven home runs and 36 RBIs. Okay. Man, that's a I don't really know a lot of so... It's, I'll tell you what, it's tough, you think it's going to be tough, and then uh, once you get it, you're going to be like, oh my god, I couldn't believe that it was him. Yeah, well, you, you definitely I'm know. Thinking, I'm thinking off the bat, I'm thinking Stuco 80. Are you locking that in? I'm locking that in. Nah, that's, dude, that's a good guess, though. It is a good guess. Alright, you can uh, give him the pitching now. Alright, I'll give you pitching on him. Uh, he went 3-1 and one with a 2.54 ERA. And 19.2 innings. Okay. Just think playoff teams. 
was this person uh, a part of Faces Loaded last year? Well, we, we don't we don't give team around here, but no, he wasn't. <laughs> no, okay. All right. Uh, man. I'm going to go with Jackson. Jackson? Not a bad guess. His average was a little less, but no, it was not I didn't Jackson. I think he showed up to that many games. <laughs> he, he did it. All right. He was probably at like seven games. He was at ten. Ten. Here, we'll give you this. This team was in uh, in the top four at the end. Okay. And you know it wasn't... Uh... Basically, so top three, re really. Kings of the North, Scared Hitless, or uh, False I'm Idols. Thinking, I'm thinking Kings of the North now. So I'm thinking, oh, who's on that team? Is it Peck? No way, it's Peck. Never mind, it's not Peck. Peck didn't, Peck didn't throw. He didn't. We won't count that as a guess, because that was so awful. Yeah, <laughs> that was awful. Dude, I don't know my stats at all. You know this guy. Is it Moser? Are you locking that in? I'm locking that in. That's my final guess. Got it on the third guess, wow. That's a good guess. Oh. Oh my god, we, we, we gave him so much information. Oh, there was a lot of him. Yeah, but he got it. He got it. Oh my god. Awesome. I gotta start making these harder. <laughs> I didn't pick that one. I was, I, was, I was going for a decent one that I was hoping you'd be able to figure out. Alright, well, I guess we'll wrap things up here. That was a pretty good, pretty awesome. good segment. Um, well, I appreciate it, fellas. Thank you. <laughs> Alright. See you guys next time. Yeah, later.